And this episode, I am talking to Sarah D'Angelo, a multiple six-figure business owner, coach, entrepreneur, mother, and doer of all things that seem appealing and like a hard yes for her. Sarah created a life that she still has a hard time believing that she's fully living and is doing things on her terms while understanding that starting over, over and over and over again, isn't necessarily a bad thing, almost a secret weapon to reinvention. Sarah dropped some really intense truth bombs for those of us who feel like it's too late to start or like starting over again is just not what we had planned for ourselves. So listen up and grab a pen and paper and take some notes or be ready to text yourself some things that you're not going to want to forget. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed it chatting with Sarah. Hello, I am here today with my friend and my old business coach and mentor, Sarah D'Angelo. Hello, I'm so excited to be here with you. I'm so thrilled that you're here. So Sarah and I met in 2021, 2020, Okay. Yes. Because the flight that I took to go see you in Colorado was like the day after I flew back home, they lifted the mask ban or the mask like requirement. So you didn't have to wear the mask in the airport. It was like the day I flew home or the day after or something like that. So it must've been 21. Um, And when I met Sarah, I was in the process of, it was when Clubhouse was a big deal thing, right? I don't know how many people are on there much anymore, but Sarah was on there and I heard this voice talking to another coach that was on there, Taylor, who you still work very close with. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, And Sarah was talking about holding space for people to like earn money or to make money. And at that point in my life, I was working on my intuitive business. I was trying to coach more. And I was completely lost. And I just heard this person's voice. And I was like, this is who I need to work with. And I, this is how I make decisions for the record for everyone who doesn't know. It's just, oh, intuitively, this is the right next move. If I put any sense of logic into it, I fuck myself over every time. So I met Sarah at the time you were building your embodied woman brand. And in that amount of time, you've shifted so much. And so What I'm really excited for the listeners of Okay Now What to Hear is how much room we have to hold for ourselves to shift throughout our lives because we think that we have it figured out. And you've built like a multi six-figure business, like your boss. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Also, the, the, like the craziest and wildest thing to me is that Sarah is a new mommy as well. How old is I? He's four months, four months old. And I remember working with Sarah. I'm pretty sure my youngest was not much older than probably close to one or so when we met. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And babies weren't even on the radar for you yet. Wow. No, I didn't even know if I wanted to be a mom. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Okay. So motherhood is definitely a massive shift there, but just like in the last five years of your life, like more has changed for you in the last five years and you're young. Like you're just about to turn 30, right? Yeah. I turned 30 in two weeks. So in the last five years of your life, you have gone from a corporate job. Yeah. College dropout. Yes. Yeah. I I went to college for like a a couple semesters, but (laughs) yeah. And then you lived in your van for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> and then take us through it. What happened? Because now 
you're living your dream life. Like just to recap, I was on Sarah's Instagram feed earlier today and I was seeing her post about how in the last year she got pregnant, had a baby, bought a house. Yeah. Well, you moved to California from Colorado and now you're moving back to Colorado. I know. I sound like a crazy person when you put it no, like that. No, you don't. Well, okay, so for my ADD brain, I'm like, wow, I can do everything and be like, have this much fun doing it. That's amazing. But you, you have, you've done like so many massive shifts in the last five years that some people don't ever see like that kind of shifting in their lifetime. And a lot of people I believe who listen to the show are holding on to hope that even if their massive shifts haven't come, that they still could, or that just because they're a parent or not a parent yet, or they found the one that they love, or they thought that they did. And they're on this new like precipice of living. You've started over in so many ways. And like right now, even though your business is still lucrative, you're also in a position again, where you're starting over because completely over, it doesn't fit right. Like your life anymore. And it's interesting because I think that like going back a few years, you never would have thought that this, that you built wouldn't fit the life that you now are living. Like you kind of would have thought it would have fit perfectly. And then the baby would have just been the cherry on top and that would have been it, but it's not. And I think that's like the case for like all, all of it. Like when I was in corporate, like I thought, oh my God, this is it. Like I, I, I landed, I'm here. I'm at the top of where, you know, this is where I've always wanted to be. And then all of a sudden I was there and it was like, this isn't it. Yeah. And I had to work up the courage to leave that behind and then went into business for myself. And for the past four years, I've been building this incredible business that like, I look back and I'm just like, how did I do that? Like, yeah, I, I just did that, you know, like, like nothing. And now I'm in the season of like, oh my God, now I have to work up the courage to let it go again. And yeah, it's just that constant, like death and rebirth that is so hard and so worth it. Yeah. So the first death and rebirth, the first death and rebirth, actually, I will say the first death and rebirth happened when I went through a breakup six years ago. Um, and that was kind of like the thing that I didn't know that I needed to like completely transform, not just like my life, but who I was. Um, so I was in a you know relationship where basically the person really stripped me away or I allowed them to strip away my self-worth. Um, and I, you know, after that breakup, I was like, it was heart wrenching, you know, like that, like just devastating, like what my life just got swept up from underneath me. Um, and I had to kind of slowly put the pieces of my, myself back together And the beautiful thing about something like that, like the devastation of a heartbreak and putting the pieces of you back together is that you actually get to recreate yourself. And I didn't know that I needed that. So um, I, after a good morning period of, you know, not making the best decisions for (laughs) myself, um, I finally decided that enough was enough and I got my shit together and I started to be healthy. I started to work out. I started to, um, like say no to things that weren't good for me. I just like started to become a better version of myself. And in that process, I found love again. And in that relationship, I was kind of shown like what is actually important in life. 
Um, and that led to me really just like wanting to live fully. That's why I like lived in a van. We lived van, did van life and just went on adventures together. It was so fun. Um, and then that ended, ended up leading me to being like, whoa, there is more to life than just a job and working 40 plus hours a week, not doing something that you're absolutely in love with. Um, so I decided to quit my corporate job that I had worked so hard for. I was the youngest person in the in, in the uh, department that I worked for. I was the youngest person, the only or the one of three people in that department who didn't have a college degree. Um, I was really the exception. And a lot of people would have looked at my life like, oh, Sarah, like she's she's got it. She's got she's on her way to like the top top. And I was like, yeah, but am I going to be happy? No. Right. So I decided to leave. I think uh, that's something really defining about our age bracket too. Um, and I've always loved myself into yours, even though I might be like a smidge outside of it. I'm like, no, 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 I'm with her. I'm not ready to give it up yet. <laughs> but I think it's something that we have really held on to is that happiness is such a massive or a larger piece of our age bracket. Happiness yeah. is a massive piece of the idea of success. Yeah. Because we we watched our parents come home miserable from their jobs and we watched them break their backs to have like, two days a week of downtime, which we now know as parents is not downtime. It's catching up on everything else. Right. So yeah, it's so true. I think the epitome of success for, you know, our parents' generation was more materialistic than it was internal. And now I think that like our generation is realizing the importance of like sustainable happiness, which is coming from within you and not coming from outside of you. Yeah, right. I would agree with that. Um, I'm so sorry. I completely cut you off, though. Uh, Sarah was just commenting on how she missed my ADD brain before we got on this call. I really and I missed often, it. I always wonder how long it takes someone to go, no, nope, no, nope. <laughs> just kidding, not anymore. <laughs> so you quit your nine to five because you weren't into the idea of like not sustainable happiness. And yeah. where did you go from there? Did you have a savings built up? Were you like ready to do this? I I did. So I kind of told myself, I was like, once I reach a certain number of my, my bank account, like I'll feel safe to just go and kind of like live off that for a year. Like my original plan and thought process was, okay, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to live off my savings for a year and then come back to it. And just travel the world for a year, come back to my job. I just need, I thought maybe I needed to just get this out of my system type of vibe. (laughs) Um, But then I started to slowly see that like there were a bunch of people who were impacting and serving people in a really beautiful way in the coaching space. I had no idea. Like when I had quit my job, I had no idea that the coaching space even existed. Like nothing. I was like, I'm just going to, again, quit my job and travel the world. And I have a savings. Let's live off that. And then how did you find that? So I followed my friend from high school on social media and she was in a network marketing group. And it was like more of like a holistic health coach was the vibe. Mm -hmm. Right. So I like got connected with her and I was like, that's exactly what I want to be doing. I just quit my job and I have no idea what I want, but like everything you're talking about is exactly what I want. And so I got into the network marketing group and thank God, yeah, it, I mean, it really is. And thank God I did, you know, because that's exactly what introduced Same. me to the coaching space. Yes. You too? Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. 
Um, so yeah, I got introduced to the coaching space through that and quickly realized that network marketing was not aligned for me. And so I decided to, you know, stop doing that, but I wanted to start helping people in a bigger way. I had no idea how I had no idea. Like I knew business and money. Cause that's what my background was at in corporate. Like I understood business and I understood money, but I understood it from a very like corporate masculine way and not from a place of like energetics and mindset. And so I hired five, 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 my time right now. I'm just going to say amazing. <laughs> the numbers have changed. <laughs> right. So I hired my first coach to kind of show me like, how am I doing this thing on social media? How am I signing clients? Like, what am I doing? Um, and she ended up showing me a lot more than just that. She sh- introduced me to, again, the energetics and and the mindset that you need to have as an entrepreneur. And so when I got introduced to that, like my eyes really opened. And then all of a sudden I was all in on this business and started serving people in my brand, the embodied coach, and then it evolved into the embodied woman. Um, and then in about two years, I grew it to six figures. And then in three years, multiple six figures. One day I'll get to say like, I know her. <laughs> I had her on my show. I know her, but I, <laughs> like, really, it's so funny being as intuitive as I am and coming onto your coaching calls, it was like, there was always like this vibe where I wanted to like check in with you and be like, are you good? Are you okay with like what you were going through? Right. And every time I tried to a little bit, you'd be like, so we're going to work on like you stuff today. <laughs> and like your boundaries though, seriously, this is more like the, where this thought train came from the way you said no to your nine to five, the way you said no to um, the MLM wouldn't no longer fit the way you said no to just like, this isn't my happy. It's, it's so impactful and powerful because people don't say no enough, especially yeah. people who follow people like us. Most of us are recovering people pleasers, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you learn that power of no, this doesn't work for me, you're able to take all of those no's and kind of plug them into all these little no spaces where then you can see what your yeses are. And okay, if I don't want to do this, then what do I want to do? It's still not clear. Okay, what else don't I want to do anymore? And it's kind of like, instead of figuring out what you wanted to say yes to, it was more this idea of, I don't want to do this. No, 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 no. Okay, wait, this feels like a yes. I'm going to go with it. And it's because you honor that no. I do honor the no's and I'm not always the best at it. There's still work to be done. But like what I have learned about myself is that like, I always follow alignment. And once something is not aligned, it's just like, I, I can't keep forcing it. It's like, I'll, for, I'll try to force it for a little bit. And then it's just like, I know deep down that this is no longer for me. And once you've built that muscle, you know, over the past five years, I've built that muscle of like following alignment and trusting myself and my intuition. It, it's like, it's so much easier for me now than it was back then, you know? So it's not instant, huh? <laughs> Everyone listening. That self-trust takes a minute. It's still a process. <laughs> but especially when you're rebuilding from heartbreak like that. And I think that all of us can identify with that. So when I say heartbreak like that, I mean heartbreak where you were gaslit, you were spoken down to the way you said that your self-worth was stripped away. 
and that you like, quote, allowed them to. Yeah, we allow it, but it also happens in such incremental ways that you don't realize it's happening until you kind of look back and you go, wow, that was really unhealthy behavior that I allowed to happen. And it's because we're kind of like microdosed these totally horrific experiences until we're kind of numb to them. And it's just our normal. And it, it doesn't really matter if, if the offending party realizes what they're doing or not. Sometimes they don't know they're mentally ill as well or whatever's going totally. on, yep. but you still have every right to say no to that. So I feel mm-hmm. like when we step outside of these relationships that are so unhealthy and we gain the power of our no, it's like, it's just your right to like spit that word out, right? No used to make me so nervous. And now when I say it, it feels so authoritative and so final, like, nope, that's not going to work for me. No, thank you. It's it's so simple. Yeah, it is. It's so much more powerful than that. Yes. I feel like, I don't, maybe that's just me. I also like to say no a lot. So I, maybe I'm overdoing it now, but. Well, and I I think, think, I think there's also power in yeses, but it's, it's like knowing again, like, (laughs) yes, (laughs) it's knowing the, what is for you, you know? And again, like I, especially as a new mom, especially as a new mom and like relearning the power of no, um, while simultaneously like staying open to yeses, you know, like I just got like this podcast episode is a beautiful example, you know, like I have a lot on my plate right now and it's, you know, six o'clock at night and my baby's like over there crying, but like, did it feel right to come on here and speak? Like, yeah, it did. I'm flattered. Yeah. And like, I'm so happy I did because like, look at this beautiful conversation that we're having right now, you know? So I think there's power in both of them, but I think ultimately comes down to like the power comes from trusting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which is built incrementally as you were just explaining to us. Absolutely. You have to just keep, it's like when you know, you take that step and every piece of you wants to look over your shoulder, you just have to take that breath and say, no, I made this choice and I trust that it's right and keep going forward. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. My therapist, when we we were chatting about, uh, I'm, in the process of buying a home. And two weeks ago, that wasn't even, I was like, I don't know if it's going to happen. And I wasn't even really looking. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, well, you know, what are some of the fears and stuff that you have? And I was like, well, I'm completely rebranding my business. I don't know where it's going next, all this stuff. And then she was like, well, then why do you want to buy a house right now? Like you'll, you would have a mortgage. And I'm like, oh, I'm not worried about that. Like, I, I know I, I'll, I'll make it happen. <laughs> The money will always find its way, right? Yeah. That's the, I, I totally understand with you. Totally understand. And she was like, you have incredible self-belief. And it's like, I didn't even realize fully that I did have such a great belief system in my, in, within me, you know, but it's from those, I call it dancing along your edge. It's from consistently dancing along your edge and showing yourself what you're actually capable of doing, being, and having. I love that. That is going to just live in my head now, dancing along your edge. Yeah. When do you feel like you knew that you made it, made it, that you were like, this is where you wanted to stay, even though you're shifting in what quote this looks like, when did you know this was it? Like your calling? Cause you've had some really huge moments. Like you, you had a retreat in Bali. Um, no. no, it was in Miami. Yeah. Miami. Okay. 
Yeah. And you had a major, like you had a, a convention or what is the word I'm looking yeah, for? A conference. A, a conference. Thank you. Where was that? That was in Denver. Okay. Yeah. And that looked like so much fun. I was so sad. I couldn't be there for that. that so cool. If you had after where you were proposed to on stage there too. I, was. I was proposed to on stage. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, mean, well, I think it was 14 or 16 weeks pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. And you were flying clients out to see you to have like these like bomb ass high package, high ticket kind of client experiences, which by far was one of the best experiences I had ever had. Minus the, minus the altitude sickness. That wasn't anyone's fault, but hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. So that abs, honest to God, that was horrific. And if I ever go back there, I will be like grandma carrying an oxygen tank everywhere yep. I go. Cause yep. I, I will never forget when we were sitting in that restaurant, that really nice yeah. restaurant. And you were like, I'm getting dessert. And you know me and dessert. And I was like, I can't eat that. You're like, Catherine, do we need to leave now? I was like, like, like right now. I don't feel good. And as soon as we got back and we settled, I want to say we were back in our Airbnb for maybe an hour. And I was like, okay, I'm going to eat some of that dessert before I go to bed. <laughs> I felt so yeah. much better. But it was that, I think it was the altitude sickness with the wine. It just yeah. all like... Yeah, it hit you hard. Right. Yeah. But you're like that experience, like how cool to see that you had people flying out to be coached by you for this yeah. conference, for this, for these like one-on-one -on -one experiences. Like you tried so many things in the process yeah. of getting it right. And I think that's something I really want listeners to take away from this too, is that you weren't afraid to try it and have it go wrong. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember when you had me come out there, you only did it for a few people and you were very yep. selective about who you were willing to do it with because it was kind of in a trial phase anyway. It was a and pilot. Yeah. Yeah. That was so just, it was so brave. You, just the way that you say yes and no, and you're like, fuck it, let's go. Why not? Yeah. It's so empowering. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's really, to me, it's just not about like, getting it right you know it's 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 about finding the thing that like really gives you that like spark like oh my god okay like this is it yes. it doesn't have to be like it forever you know right. like for example the conference is a great example like in the in that moment I was like oh my god I this is it like I'm gonna speak on my own stage that I built and I'm gonna bring these women together and then afterwards like don't get me wrong. It was fucking amazing. Like I loved it. And I was like, I'm not an event host. I'll speak on stages, but I'm not going to be the one hosting it again. You yeah. know, like it just wasn't the thing that I wanted to do moving forward. So it's, you know, it's like finding that, yeah, that thing that just like lights you up that you're like, okay, this is on my heart. I'm going to bring it to light. And again, something else that I feel like <clears throat> it goes back to like that self-trust is like, I just take action, you know, like when I get the, the idea, the thought, I don't sit and wait for, like, I don't procrastinate on it. I'm just kind of like, okay, like this is it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's move forward. Sometimes to a fault, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> like Sarah, like slow down and think this over, it happens. <laughs> but it's gotten me a lot of success to just like, be like, all right, this feels really good. Like let's, let's do this and see what happens, you know? without like having, without it being um, 
like married to it. That's the way without married to it. You were someone who is very, very good about staying on your daily habits and your routines and like your journaling and your mornings. That's probably shifted now. Yeah. Oh, so much. Oh yes. What do you value the most in your day for the busy mom, whether they've got like, I know my kids are older, they're eight, six, and three, and yours is a a newbie still, like he's the new guy. What is it that you value in your day as non-negotiable that you have to do to check in with yourself or to feel like you? I feel like this is an answer that I feel so like, oh my God, this is what I'm going to say but it's true. It is work. No, I totally get that. I totally get that. Yes. Like I, and I think it's because I created, you know, a business and a brand that like, I love it's, it's like, yes, it's my first baby, but it's also like my creative outlet, you know, like I get to create, I get to speak, I get to make art, I get to connect with people, I get to, I can do anything I want, literally in this, yeah. this business that I, I built for myself. It's like, I literally can do whatever I want in it because it's mine. So working is the honest answer. Like I love to work inside of my business, my brand, like I'm like, babe, my, my, to my, my soon to be husband. I'm like, babe, take the baby. I just want to work. I just want to go to a coffee shop and work. Right. Like getting a, a, just a, I guess the, the other thing is like a taste of normalcy of my old life, you know, like I used to be able to go to a coffee shop and get work done for hours and hours and hours. And I would just be like lost in creation and, Oh, I loved it so much and drinking my coffee. And it was like the best. And that is far and few between now. So every day when I just like, okay, Tony's home, I get to have a moment of like getting work done. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. And he gets to have a moment of bonding without you around, which I think is invaluable. It is. And I know how hard it can be to leave a little one in the beginning. Like it can be really difficult. And I know there are women who have like five, six, seven months old that still haven't left them like with dad and that kind of thing. And that's like everyone's story is their own, but I'm so glad that you have the capacity to be able to do that because it's so important for your mental health. That's on being a mom as far as I'm concerned, but that connection to work, dude, I so feel that my kids had a four day weekend this past week. I still feel like we're recording on a Wednesday and I still swear in my bones it is Monday because they just went to school today. And I, (laughs) at the end of that, at the end of that, I know I was on the phone with my mom and I said, dude, I just need to sit down and work. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the money-making aspect. It's the, that's where I put myself because you and I have that in common where so much of our personality and our vulnerability is built into our brand that it's, you show up for yourself when you show up. It's our expression. It is. It's, I love what you just called it, the creative expression and everything. And it really is. So where do you see, I feel like this could be a loaded question. Where do you see yourself going, moving forward with your brand now, now that you're a mother and and you're kind of starting to figure it out, what do you feel like is next? Or do you still not know? And that's okay for the record for everyone. That's okay. I think that I have so many different ideas, but nothing like right now, I just want to be a mom, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing else feels like, oh my God, this is it except for being a mom right now. 
Um, and that is wild to me because I am a high achiever, high achiever, career oriented, like, like I said, like my outlet is working. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't have the answer except that I'm just really enjoying the season of being a stay at home mom. Um, while also like I still having goals, like I'm, I'm getting my real estate license right now. Um, because back in November of 2022, um, I, and as you know, Catherine, like one of my like biggest passions in life is getting wealth into the hands of women. Um, and I had this, I, I, this vision that like the next level wealth, right. So it's like, I I've been helping women create money, but like, I want next level wealth for women. And what does that look like? And like the, the thing was real estate. I was like, Oh, like I'm supposed to help women buy their, their houses. Like, and, and create. yeah. And then like, here we are today. I literally just bought my first house, which is so exciting. Also, congratulations. Thank you. I know. It's so cool. Very so cool. exciting. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, doing, doing real estate is a, a part of my journey. Um, but I don't have the exact answer. Um, that woman, you know, you're, you're in the, that woman challenge and just like seeing the community and the support of these women who are like showing up for each other and like being that woman and helping yeah. women define what that means for them. I'm really passionate about that. But again, like I am really just in the season of being a mom right now and I'm just leaning into it. I think that's amazing. I think that's so amazing. And it's so wild to me for sure to hear because I know like the you that I worked with years ago <laughs> would have yeah. never believed that was coming out of your mouth right now. No, there was wild. There's no way. I, I didn't even know that I wanted to be a mom. And I definitely was like, I would never be a stay at home mom. And now I'm like, I just want stay at home mom. <laughs> now, Can I just take care of and I take, take care of this one? <laughs> right. But you say that and you say it with such comfort. And I think that that part of you that's saying, I don't know what's next. Yeah. That's that level of surrender that is so massively important yeah. in every aspect of getting what you want out of life. Yeah. I think it, there's also something to be said about the fact that like, we never actually know what's next. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, like, but what I thought I wanted five years ago is not, you know, some of the things I have, but it's not what I thought that I was going to want, right. you know, like we just, we never know what's actually next. You can have goals, you can have desires, but like the unfolding of how you're getting there, you have 100%. to stay open to possibility. And like, look, as a psychic, I can full on tell you there is no knowing everything that's coming next. Okay. Oh. It will all unfold for you in due time. Shit. When we started to, well, shit. When we started well, talking, <laughs> <laughs> when we started talking years ago, I remember that we had some conversations about um, stepping into my feminine where I didn't feel as safe because I had been in my masculine taking care of myself for so long. Yeah. And we were trying to find ways to uh, show up for my now ex. And I kind of like giggle about that now because that was such a massive part of uncovering the like all of the things that I tried in order to make that marriage sustain itself. But in the process of it now, I kind of look back and I see all of the ways that I allowed myself to think like, 
that any of that was worth saving or that was my responsibility to save, you know, and it's wild too to paint that picture for other people as well of what it is that is going on when you don't have that real like outsider's perspective of it all, you know, because I really thought it was like saving this beautiful thing, but I was really prolonging the inevitable. So when you think, and this is all to say that when you think, you know, what you have going on and what you're figuring out, universe may have something entirely different in store for you. So it's so massively important to, yeah, go with the flow of things and kind of like set your own pace there, but be very open to the signs and and the realities that are coming through for you, you know? Yeah. And, and one thing I will add in here, and I, I mean, you've probably heard me say this before. It's something that I preach is bring hindsight into your present moment. And what that means is like, once you already have something, right? So for example, I'll just use this house as an example, right? Two weeks ago, I was stressing. I was like, oh my God, like, I I don't know how I'm going to get the house. I don't know what, if it's going to happen. Like, you know, I'm on maternity leave right now. Like what are underwriters going to think? Like, you know, all this stuff. Right. And then now that it's happened, I got the house. It's like, oh, I never had to worry right? I never had to doubt. So if you just bring hindsight into your present moment, if I would have done that two weeks ago, I would have given myself so much less stress, right? I could have actually lived from a place of like peace. So it's in moments where you're not doing that are just reminders, right? It's like, oh, like I actually can trust. I don't have to worry. I don't have to stress out. I can surrender. So it's like, just bring hindsight into your present moment. Once you've achieve the thing. Once you've gotten the relationship, once you've, um, you know, embodied something that you want to embody, it's not going to matter how long it took or how you got there. You're just going to be grateful and happy that you did. So just live from that place. You're so right. My (laughs) God, is there anything else you would like to leave our listeners with? I just, you know, like whatever season you're in, don't resist it lean into this season, like lean all the way in because once you stop resisting it, you'll actually start enjoying it. Even if it's hard. Yeah. You're absolutely right there. Where can everyone find you on socials? Cause you just did a little social switch up as well. So your Instagram has kind of changed. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'll give both of them. Um, so if you want more like mom, new, new mom content of like, get on this journey of being a mom with me, um, and figuring out how to be that woman as a mom, then you can follow me at life with Sarah Rose. If you want more of the money, business, marketing, sales, that sort of stuff, you can follow me at Sarah Rose underscore D. Thank you for coming on here. Really, seriously, so much. It's like As soon as I started planning this podcast, I was like, God, I got to get Sarah on here to talk because you've gone through so many massive life transitions and you always come out of it with this just like, okay, what's next kind of idea. And it's so powerful and it's so impactful. And you, if anyone is ever even contemplating working with a business coach or get in there and do it because this is the woman that helped me take my business from like $2,000 a month to like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen thousand dollar months for a time there. And it was just, it was beautiful. And it was literally through surrendering and being in the season that I was in. So thank you for that. And 
oh my God, keep sharing your little baby on Instagram because I love watching this journey and I'm so grateful to have had you here. So thank you. Thank you. And I sure will. <laughs>